the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the uh, Wednesday edition. This is a, a very good day indeed, is it not? It's a very, very good day. I think that, uh, I don't know, I was, and my guess is a lot of us were, anxious after um, the killing of uh, last uh, last week of the uh, Iranian terrorist and then uh, waiting to see what the uh, Iranian response would be. And uh, holy smokes, uh, it's good. I've been praying hard, and uh, my guess is you as well, to think that uh, American lives would be lost, that we may disintegrate into some sort of military action, a war or not. But um, to see overnight uh, Iran strike back and no loss of American lives, uh, certainly a lot of rockets were launched and uh, some carnage, some physical carnage and, and such. But uh, then to have President Trump come out, late this morning and uh, speak very forcefully and quite honestly very eloquently about um, his response and what will America's response be, uh, which is we're just going to sit. We're going to wait. We're not going to do anything else. And so uh, I think all the pundits were saying we're on the brink of World War Three and all that. Uh, this is just whew, I think it's very good. So. Prayers for peace continue, for cool heads to prevail, for the president's strength, for his wisdom, for his vision. It's an excellent day that uh, peace has prevailed, very much indeed. And uh, keep praying, (laughs) right? I mean, last thing at night, first thing in the morning and throughout the day, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace because it's so, if it doesn't start with us and we're, we're, you know, we can't expect our government leaders to be peaceful as we ourselves don't have it, the peaceful uh, um, movement forward in our own hearts. So uh, thank goodness for that. Very, very good. Hey, um, last night I went home and um, sitting around with my boys and uh, we're just talking about stuff. And one of my kids said, hey, uh, the Jeopardy thing is going to be on here in a little bit. And uh, have you heard about this? The... uh, the greatest all-time Jeopardy uh, champions. I love this. Uh, Brad Rutter, Ken Jennings, uh, James Halzer. These three guys over uh, over the years have proved to be the biggest money winners, the longest streak of winners, the most enduring winners in Jeopardy. So I was excited. There was a time, and, I, and I, are you a Jeopardy watcher? It's a, it's on a little too early for me. It's on at seven o'clock, so I, I, I miss it most of the time. But uh, the special that's going on for the next week or so is um, it's on at 8 o'clock. And I love it. 
um, to sit there and have these questions come your way and you think, I got that. I got that. Uh, oh, I don't have a clue about that. What is that? What's that all about? I knew nothing about that. I've got that. I, you know, it's kind of a way of sort of gauging wh- where you are um, intellectually, I guess, you know. Um, and I don't, is it is it intellectual? Yeah, I guess it is, right? It's certainly um, trivia, uh, not maybe even beyond trivia, right? The historical facts, just a wide I, – I just admire these men because of their wide, deep breadth of any number of subject matters. Quite, uh, last night, the, um, the final Jeopardy answer was on the first verse in the book of John. So uh, they talked Shakespeare. They talked physics. They talked uh, – Movies, you name it. Someone like that, you know, a brain like that is just this gigantic sponge that can't help itself and just has to engage and indulge in, in all manner of things. All the goodness and uh, the deepness of God's creation, these three guys are going at it. So I really just love it. I hope that um, if you didn't see it last night, uh, I'm not quite sure what the air schedule is, but it goes on for the next um, week or so. Uh, Ken Jennings won last night. I think you've got to win three, three rounds, and uh, there are two games with within each round. And uh, Ken Jennings uh, beat uh, James Holzer just by two hundred dollars at the at the end of the evening. I think the uh, the winner of the event gets a million dollars, and the two runner ups get two fifty each, two hundred fifty thousand dollars each. Not too bad, not too shabby at all. So it's very cool. Yay for Jeopardy and for Alex Trebek. How about Alex Trebek? He's been doing this, I think, since 1984. That's pretty amazing, too. I think it says something about about Alex Trebek and certainly um, his integrity and his his intellectual depth as well, that he would be so engaged in this. Certainly, he's making a, a very good, a very handsome paycheck. It's a great gig, isn't it? It's a wonderful gig. You get up there, I, I'm on, I don't know how many days of the month he works, but it's probably not that many days of the month, but it's a very particular skill set that he has. I just think he's really interesting. And, of course, uh, you, you may know this, that um, Alex Trebek is uh, battling uh, stage four cancer, and uh, he's done so publicly, which I always appreciate when people are are battling uh, some uh, terrible disease. that they're, they're so transparent about it. It gives everybody who's also in that same boat a little lift as well, that if Alex Trebek can go through this and be public about it and be optimistic about it, well, other people who follow in his footsteps, that's a wonderful thing as well. So a prayers for Alex Trebek <laughs> as well. Prayers for peace for the nation and uh, prayers for Alex Trebek. Prayers for all of us, right? Prayers for all of God's creation and that uh, we certainly need... Uh, as much hope and as much peace and as much strength as God permits in our lives as possible. So prayers for all of us today. Hey, uh, we, we got a, we got an interesting show for you today. Um, uh, speaking of um, of cancer, we're going to talk during the 5 o'clock hour with a, a brain surgeon. Lee Warren is his name, and uh, his work is called I've Seen the End of You, A New Resurgence Look at Faith, Doubt, and the Things We Think We Know. I read this book, I, I've Seen the End of You. And truly, it's fascinating. I've known one one brain surgeon in my life. And uh, do you think about all the different aspects of medicine? Someone who has the courage, the chutzpah, to go into an operating room and literally uh, drill into or saw open a person's skull and then look at the, the gray matter... Uh, Dr. Warren probably would uh, disagree, the pink matter of a person's brain and 
manipulate that, extract tumors from that. That's an amazing person, truly. I mean, that's just an incredibly uh, deep person. So Dr. Warren, uh, he spent time in Iraq as a neurosurgeon uh, working in the uh, the theater during the wars. And um, he also himself has suffered tragedy as well. So he's going to join us to talk about uh, I've Seen the End of You. That's during the, uh, the 5 o'clock hour. And in just a few minutes, we're going to talk uh, with a really interesting uh, guest as well, um, a man who for more than 25 years, uh, looked through the lens of his camera and focused it on western Pennsylvania, a man by the uh, name of Lake Fong. And uh, Lake recently uh, has left his position with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and uh, is in seminary and where uh, he worships at the Pittsburgh Chinese Church. He's also uh, an assistant pastor there as well. So what is that like to, um, to leave one profession, to go in and follow the call of God and... Um, to switch mid-gear. I think that's a, a really interesting as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, Elvis. T- today. Thank you, Mike. Today is uh, Elvis's, um, if Elvis would have lived. Elvis died way back, like in 1977, I believe. Today, if Elvis would have lived, he'd have been 85 years of age today. It's a tragic story, isn't it? Elvis. Um, I don't know. You think about uh, Chuck Berry and Little Richard and Fats Domino and Big Joe Turner and... Um, and Elvis walking into Sun Records and um, uh, going, yeah, Sam Phillips, just waiting for the right, uh, as F- Sam Phillips described it, I wish I had a white guy who sounded like a black guy. And if I did, I would be able to you know, uh, sell a million records. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. Um, much to the dismay of black culture, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Fats Domino, Joe Turner, Nat Cole, um, all those guys. I mean, how many people? But Elvis was the the great white wonder and uh, undeniable talent. You can't uh, you can't deny that. And uh, I think he's the best selling artist in the history of uh, rock and roll. Maybe the greatest selling um, uh, record uh, uh, artist in the history of all uh, of uh, of recording. But today would be have been Elvis's birthday, eighty five years old. Mike, what do you got? You just played Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. Uh, you got a favorite? You got a favorite Elvis uh, record? Record? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, favorite cut? Uh, I would say Hound Dog. Hound Dog. I love Hound Dog. I, my favorite, I think, is um, Suspicious Minds. Suspicious Minds. Yeah, you know that? I never heard of that. What? Song. What? No. Wait, wait, try to find that. Do do a little dive there for. A That's a good song, Elvis. <laughs> it's a good Elvis. Good I dig it. I, I mean, young Elvis was fabulous, wasn't he? I mean, holy smokes. And what a, what a gorgeous looking man. I mean, just really, truly beautiful. But then Elvis got, you know, <laughs> he got kind of... He got chunky. Well, he got chunky and he got like high and he got like crazy fat, yeah. addicted, nutty, walking around blowing TVs out. And uh, it's a story of... Tra- it's a, it's an American tragedy in many ways. Really, it's a story of great excess. Uh, 
Also, you know, Elvis uh, recorded any, any number of gospel songs as yeah. well. You know, yeah. it was a, an ode to that. So maybe throughout the day, well, Mike, uh, let's play some, uh, some Elvis Definitely. as we go in and out of segments, okay? We'll take a break, uh, come back in a few minutes. Uh, Lake Fong is going to join us in a few minutes to talk about his life as a photographer and uh, what it is to uh, become a pastor. Stick around for that. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. It's involved in countless accidents and seems to hold a death grip on people who abuse it. What role then should alcohol play in the life of a Christian? The Bible doesn't forbid drinking, but what does it say? A perspective that may be new to you. Don't miss John MacArthur's look at living in the Spirit here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. The long hours of studying. The finals of this semester are all over. And like all campuses across America, Grove City is quiet for the Christmas break. I have to be honest that since my daughter's been home, after living through finals, she's been sleeping about 16 hours out of every day. (laughs) Say no more. Mine as well. But isn't it great to catch up and to hear about all that happened in this past semester and how vital how engaged, how active Grove City has been, and I see the change in my son. And it's not just the academics. It's not just the classes, the five classes my daughter had, or the five really excellent professors she was able to interface with. But it's all the extra stuff. It's the it's the Bible study. It's the small group thing. It's the athletic team, whatever it is that the kids... It just makes the whole experience richer, better. And it's the kind of thing that by the time vacation's over, my daughter's really looking forward to getting back to. Exactly. So as the students at Grove City College take a break, we're fortunate, so happy that as Christ is in the middle throughout all the academics, there's a time to break, a time to relax. And that's what's happening right now. If your child is interested in a quality education with Jesus in the middle, we suggest you look online. Grove City College at gcc.edu. Merry Christmas. Get ready for the all-new Winter Jam Tour 2020. Bigger than ever. No tickets required, only $15 at the door. Featuring... What's up, it's Crowder, and we're coming your way. Passion. Building 429. And I will see you no more. Austin French. This is my freedom here, my freedom here. Plus Andy Minio, Red, and New Song. Plus, get there early for the pre-jam party with Riley Clemens. And more. Winter Jam Tour 2020 at PPG Paints Arena, January 17th. And here's the deal. You don't need any tickets. You just show up at the door. $15. For all the details, including Jam Nation VIP memberships, go to jamtour.com. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Mike's playing uh, Elvis Presley bumpers. It's Elvis Presley's birthday. It would have been 85. Lake Fong is with us. 
Uh, for more than 25 years, uh, Lake Fong was a photographer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He recently left photojournalism to preach and teach at the Pittsburgh Chinese Church, and uh, he has a story to tell. Lake, Lake is with me live in studio. Welcome today. How are you? Hi, John. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. Uh, always happy uh, to have guests in studio. This is a leap of faith for you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Lake, okay. So uh, you, you uh, were not born in the United States. No, I was born in Hong Kong, like... Uh, Long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, not that long ago. No, You're a young no man. long time ago. Long time ago, <laughs> and I went to Christian schools from element from kindergarten to high school. Really? Yeah, but I, I wasn't interested in salvation or anything. No. I just love I just love the Bible stories. You know, it's amazing. You know, to see how those you know, funny thing going on, but. Every time I thought, okay, that's a, that's that's a funny story. That's it. You know, I leave it there. Right. It's a story, and it's that's a, all. It's story. All stories, amazing stories. You know, right. I knew. You know, my my first scripture to recite was you know John three sixteen. From that, okay, oh, that's that's good. You know, I don't need it. I plan it. You know, okay, I want to be like the robber on the cross. You know, wait until the last second if I need it. Okay. Jesus, take me. You know, in your back take pocket. Me, yeah, take me, take me to your paradise for you the last minute. Okay, that's it. You know, yeah. I want the gift. I want the salvation. Mm-hmm. But I don't want the package. I don't want, I don't want the wrapping papers. I don't want the uh, ribbon, just like the Christmas gift. I just want to go right to the gift, the salvation. Yes. I don't need the commandments. I don't need the laws. I don't need the rules. Okay, just give me the gift, salvation. Yes. That's it. That's all I need. But something happened. Now, something. wait a second. Now, now your parents, were they believers? Um, after, after my sister, okay. my sister's first Christian, you know, in, uh, in my household and she pray for our salvation one at a time. And I said, okay, sister, you, you know, good. Okay. I, 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 I know all the heaven, I know heaven and health and, you know, I know when to accept it. It's before my last breath and okay, I will do it. Sister, don't worry about me. I know everything. Just wait until that moment. But you never know. No, you nobody knows. What are you, you step in front of a bus. Uh huh. No, no. It's a funny story. Until until I until I start working at the Post Gazette. You know, I was a rookie photographer. Yeah. In ninety ninety seven or ninety eight, I went to cover a KKK rally. What? Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. I was a rookie. You know, yeah. I was fearless. You know, just KKK rally. I went with a uh, Dennis Rod, uh, Dennis Roddy. Oh yeah, Dennis sure. Roddy, yeah, Dennis yeah. Roddy, yeah. Dennis Roddy, yeah. And you know, he, he's a white dude, right? You know, how bad can it be? Yeah. You know, until we went there, you know, they allow only Dennis go to. It's it's in a private barnyard somewhere in Somerset. I see. And it's a private area. But the and KKK saw you and said no, because you're an they Asian were man. Sh- they were shocked. You know what? What you doing here? They let Dennis, Dennis, you know, go to the uh, to the bomb, and they left me behind by the car, by myself. They saw me, and then they, I can hear some motions going on. They were on the walkie-talkie, and then all of a sudden, I saw them marching out with their rifles. They march. They start marching around my car, what? and all of a sudden. A guy point a gun to me. I was like, that, that's it. That's normal. I don't even have a chance to say, Jesus, save me. I was just like, 
sat there. I'm done. I'm done. Motionless. You know, it's a funny thing. You know, when when it happened, it's just like a carousel. All your memories came back from my kindergarten to you know, like college. It's just like <laughs> really. No wait, no. So like, so you're saying before that event with the KKK. You were a nominal. You kind of knew the stories, and you were waiting to the eleventh hour. You were holding that in the back, right? But then, when that happened, someone from the KKK pointed a gun at you. Your life flashed before you, and then you cried out to Jesus. I didn't have a chance, you know, to cry it out. I was just like so shocked. Okay, I thought, you know, I thought that's it. You know, my, you know, I was, I was newly married. My wife Mandy, she was pregnant, you know, with. Our first son, I I was like, that's it, you know. I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to her. I didn't get a chance to see my son. That's it, and then, boom, and God, you know, it's just like it's it's his first wake up call. It's just like, wake up, like wake up, and it's about time you think about my salvation seriously. And then I went home. I told my wife, and she. Cry like you know how you know how could you know how could something happen to you now, and then I from then I started going back to church and and try to be a good Christian until one last you know one last wake up call. It's all from my work. I cover a car accident like maybe three few months after that KKK incident. Yes, I there's a uh, there's a elder couple. They just came out from a church. <clears throat> excuse me. They just came out from a church service on Friday night afternoon or evening. I don't remember. Bang! There's an accident. They die instantly. An elderly couple. An elderly couple. And then I went to talk to. Uh, I went to you know as a as a photographer. I went to uh, I went to cover the news with my with uh, my report. And when I went there, I talked to the relative. One sentence. One. Th- Phase that just shocked me. That just like that's that's it, you know. God, that's I. That's that's the moment I know that you know I need to go back to you. That relative said that I am so glad they are in heaven together. Mm. That's it, you know. How can a tragedy turn into a joyful moment? Except that something they they are joyful about. They said, "Okay," and and that that relative said, "I'm so glad they are in heaven together." That's what I want. That's what I want to you know. That's why I want to to. It's a tragedy. It looks like a tragedy, yes, but it it's, it's 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 something that I want to do forever with someone that I love. Right. We'll miss them here on earth, but we're we're grateful that they're in heaven forever, especially husband and wife that they're they're eternally yeah, safe. Exactly. The truck driver wasn't even prosecuted. It was just like an accident. Oh. He wasn't DUI, he wasn't speeding. It just happened that way. And then that's another it's a final call, you know, from God to me. Okay, like, you know, if you want to be with me, with someone you love, with Mandy, with your kids, you know, just do it. Accept me as your personal savior and then that's it. That's the final moment. And then I accept Jesus Christ as my as my personal savior in 1990. 1990. 1999. 1999. Yeah. So KKK an elderly couple dies in an accident. 
you see all this in the line of your work as a photojournalist for the Post Gazette, and you say, "Lord, I accept you into my life." Yeah, that's it. That's you know, it's just like God. God used God used my job to let me see. There's always something behind. There's always you know there's some thing behind his purpose that we don't understand, but we don't need to understand all of them. It's just like okay, accept me. And then I will lead you, you know, to the way I want you to go. And then 20 years, 23 years until I turn my, not only I turn my life to him, and then he had, he has another wake-up call for me to, to go to full-time ministry. That's fabulous. We need to take a quick break. Lake Fong is with us. He was a photographer at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for 25 years. You just heard the story about his conversion to Jesus through the, his work with the Post-Gazette and the things that he saw, good and bad. And now he's a pastor. Our conversation continues in a minute. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepares students for success through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. At Circle K, a dollar can get you the freshest cup of coffee in the world. Every cup is ground fresh right when you want it. So for a split second, your cup is the freshest on earth. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. 
Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, clear and moonlit with a low 16. Tomorrow, milder with increasing clouds and a high 43. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a low 37. Friday, cloudy with a temperature approaching the record of 60 set 1924. A touch of rain in the afternoon with a high 56. Saturday, cloudy with a temperature approaching the record of 68 set 1890 with a high 66. With your Accu with a forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. When you get discouraged, just remember. You have not stumbled onto some uh, 1965 Elvis Presley recording because of uh, an accident. Uh, Mike's playing uh, Elvis Presley bumper music. Uh, today's Elvis Presley's birthday. It had been 85, I think, 85 years old. Happy birthday, Elvis, uh, in heaven. Lake Fong is with us. Lake spent 25 years working as a photographer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He is a pastor at the Pittsburgh Chinese Church. He made that change just at the very end of the year, uh, December 31st, he said farewell to the Post-Gazette. And uh, I, I saw this story, and I thought, I need to talk to Lake. So, Lake, you told this incredible story about the KKK, about uh, and then down the road, an elderly couple died together in an, a truck accident. At that point, you said, yeah, God, uh, you've got me fully. Now, you go home, and you talk to your wife, Mandy, about this, and you say, uh, i, I got to follow Jesus. How was that received? And... Also, and after that, I I need to prepare myself, you know, to be a, you know, to be used by God. I need to get educated. I need to go to seminary, seminary, and then my pastor go, okay, try try uh, reform Presbyterian theology seminary, in uh, in Palm Bridge. I was like, okay, let me try it. Yeah. Let me see, you know, if I like it or not. I have no idea about, you know, Calvinist, you know, reform, sure, and things like that. And and I study and I study and it's. God opens my eyes, you know, he he gives me whatever I need to be a pastor. I I just love reading his word and I just love I just love reading the Bible and then he gave me all the uh, all the thing I need. I I spent 11 years at the seminary as a part-time because I need to I I I I have to work full-time at a post gazette. Sure, and, and that's uh, the beauty about RPTS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they let you do Part time, and then I, it it spent I spent eleven years until I graduated last year, nice. and and my 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 former the former uh, president Dr. O'Neill pulled me aside. Okay, look, if you don't graduate today, you know I'm not give you the master of divinity. I'm gonna give you a degree of master of infinity <laughs> because you spend so much time here. <laughs> but you know God's grace is enough, yeah, and I I spent eleven years until I. I graduated last year. Fabulous. And then I just like, okay, now what? Mr. Rogers once said that, you know, if you love what you're doing, you don't have to work one day. Yes. And I've been playing, you know, all my life as a, you know, as a photojournalist, as a photographer. And God said, okay, Lake, go to work, you know, get a little bit serious. And then I finally decide it's time to go full-time, you know, become a full-time pastor 
and just you know work for his kingdom, work Excellent. for his glory. So there you are. I mean, that's a big change, right? Um, it's a it's a it's a different act in your life. It's a different act, but I, I, but I think, but I think pastor and journalist journalist are similar in nature. How so? Because we both try to reveal the truth. Oh. Journalists, you try to reveal other people's stories. As a pastor, you try to reveal his story. I think we are similar in nature. Yeah. It's not a it's it's not a big jump, but I try to like fade it in. Use you know I I tell peop other people's story from telling other people's story to telling his story. Right. So you peel back the layers, right? One little piece at a time. There's the truth finally, like an onion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One one layer at a time. Yes. Okay. So when you became a believer, now your wife was she a believer already? Yeah, she was a uh, she was baptized a, a few months before okay. before I did. You know, I planned it out because that's I I planned to get baptized in 1999 in December in case something happened. <laughs> in you, you remember right, that time? Course, you know, yeah. people are so depressed. Right. You know, including me. I plan, even I want to accept Jesus Christ just under con, one condition. Make sure that I baptize before something happens. Right. Here comes Y two K. Yeah, yeah, into y, the world. yeah, Y two K before it happened and okay. That's 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 my plan, you know. It's all about Hedging your myself. Bets. It's all about, you know, work everything out according to my own interest, but now it's totally different. Yes, it is do- totally different. Okay, so married and you've got a couple of kids, right? Yeah, I got I got two boys. You know, Andrew and Christopher. They uh, they 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 mentioned they mentioned they told me you know they remind me not to mention their names. Excellent. But, yeah, but Andrew sorry. and Christopher. Andrew and Christopher. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Cats out of the bag. All right. <laughs> okay. So so then uh, working at the Post Gazette. I mean, how difficult that is. Uh, you see, you know. When you first joined 25 years ago, the idea of the internet and the newspaper strength—I mean, every, you know, there were, you know, the Daily Post Gazette. I remember the Pittsburgh Press, uh, all that. I mean, journalism was king, and now there's been this steady decay, this erosion, especially in newspapers. It's heartbreaking for me as a lover of newspapers. You still have to be shocked by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we kind of know it's, you know, it's. It's going into that direction because you know the world is changing. People get people get news from different sources now. We know it's it's the internet. It's different from you know when our time. Yes. we all you know carry a newspaper to the bathroom. Right, you know, and now they don't. My kids, you know, they 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 don't, on their phones on their phones. You know, tablets. You know, computer all the time. But the source still the same. We need to get the the source, you know, for the, for the, uh, for for your stories, but the uh, the media format changed. Everything's changed. Everything changed. I mean, when you came here, when you walked into the uh, into our studio here, we're up on the sixth floor of uh, Parkway Center, and uh, D- Diane, our receptionist, brought you back, and I saw the two of you uh, looking out the window. So, I mean, you know, obviously you're, you're a deeply visual person, right? You see light, you see shadow, you see texture. It surrounds you. As a believer, you must revel in the, in the glory of God's creation. It's amazing to see, you know, all those, all those details, you know, the light, how, you know, how the light shines, you know, through the cloud and stuff like that. I wish I still have a camera 
you know, to capture that 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 beauty, the glory. In 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 books, in in the book of Romans, we tell we tell everybody that you know God revealed Himself through His creation. Yes. And you, when you look out, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So the, now that you've laid your camera down, you don't feel the need to pick it back up again. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I would imagine your camera had to be with you twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Now I return everything to the post cassette. I don't <laughs> even have my own camera or nothing for the 25 for the last 25 years you know it's with me it's more important than my phone you know i have to carry my my cameras around and just capture the beauty you know interact with people now i put down everything and i trade all my cameras for a bible yes but it's worth it you know, much more worth it, yes. Okay, so uh, working as a photojournalist, and you you know, you know tell the stories about KKK and whatnot, on the beat, as you traveled with uh, reporters and whatnot, what was that like for you to to talk about Jesus and to be involved with the general public? I mean, I'm sure you had plenty of opportunities to share about Christ. You set your example, you know, to showing that you are you are a follower of Christ. You don't you don't have to talk. Okay, you know, believe in Jesus. Okay, accept Jesus right. Christ as a personal savior. You just not only talk the talk. You walk the walk. You let people know that you love them. That's how you demonstrate. God's love to people. You don't just like go there and take a picture and say, okay, see you later. You know, I got my picture. You interact with people. You talk to people. Sometimes if you know they're Christian, you pray for them. You know, you pray with them. You say, you know, God bless you. And things like that. You you need to let them know that you are loved by Christ. But God is using me to demonstrate that love to other people. If you don't care about People, people can sense it. If you say, okay, you're a Christian, but you don't love people, people know that you have the Christian title, but you don't have Jesus inside you to demonstrate the love for other people. Yes. And if you don't love people, people can sense it. People know it. That's how, that's how I try to do when I, when I, when I, when I talk to Diane, when I, the day, the day that I quit. The Post Gazette. The Post Gazette. I talked to my boss. You know, he was so shocked that I that I left because I, you know, I I was I'm a funny guy. I I, I joke all the time. Yeah. And 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 he asked me, "What you doing here?" I just like, you know, I'm I'm here to turn in my resignation letter. And she said, "That's a bad joke." I said, "Okay, well, you know, you don't like this one. I let me show you the resignation resignation letter." And she cried. Because I've been there for you know so long, you know, part of the family. I, part of the family, I you know I love them to death. I but God called me to to go to a different route. That's why I follow it. But I still love people that I encounter. If you don't love them, just like you know, if you if you love me, follow my commandment. Love is the greatest commandment. You need to follow it. You need to demonstrate. You need to walk it out. You need to show it to other people that you are a true Christian. Lake Fong is with us. He was a photographer for 25 years with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He recently resigned. You heard that. And now he's an associate pastor at the Pittsburgh Chinese Church. We're going to take a break and step away, but Lake's going to stay with us. We hope that you do as well. Stick around. One hundred one point five WORD. 
When you're feeling down, God reaches down to lift you up. You may have blown it, and you may feel like a failure right now, but mercy says now is not forever. I've come to help you back on your feet and say with my arm around you, let's go on. You'll be encouraged as you learn more about God's grace this week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you'd need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. From the moment you met, It's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Salem has a great reputation throughout the whole country. As a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround, you'll have the tools to provide media solutions that surround your client's target audience. Now I can really show the clients how their business can grow because now we have something that can really measure it. Plus, we have a great team. It's a nice place to work. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, an equal opportunity employer. Join the Pittsburgh team at salemsurround.com slash careers. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary Prepare students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Expensive medical bills. Company layoffs. Student loan payments I couldn't afford. Whatever your situation, an NFCC agency can help you find real solutions to get your finances back on track. Take the first step to sharpen your financial focus and call your local NFCC agency agency at 855-3-SHARPEN. That's 855-374-2773. Or visit us online at sharpentoday.org. A public service message from the National Foundation for Credit Counseling and the Sharpen Alliance. Baby, if I made a man, something I might have said, please don't forget my past, the future looks bright ahead, don't be cruel, to who heart is true. Mike's playing uh, Elvis Presley bumper music. Happy birthday, Elvis. He'd have been 85 years old today. Lake Fong is with us. Lake was a photographer for the Post-Gazette for 25 years. He recently resigned from the PG. He's an associate pastor at the Pittsburgh Chinese Church, here telling his remarkable story. I mean, you can feel the joy coming out of him. He just is uh, gushing the love of Jesus uh, right here in the studio. It's just fabulous. So, Lake, uh, talk to us about the Pittsburgh Chinese Church. Uh, I'm curious about that. There's enough people who are Asians who are coming into church uh, on a regular basis all across western Pennsylvania so you made your own you know you made your own church yeah the uh, the Pittsburgh Chinese Church in Oakland we start as uh, as a uh, student ministry church because we s- 
we sit right between Pitt and CMU, right behind St. Paul Cathedral. That's why we have a lot of international students come, you know, come to Pittsburgh, and then we start as a uh, as a Bible study group, and then we grew bigger and bigger. Now we have about two hundred people come to worship in Chinese uh, congregation, and we have a uh, OIF called OIF is called. Uh, Auckland International Fellowship. It's more like an English congregation for for English speaking um, seeker and Christian to come. So people come from all over the world, and they may be Christians or they may be seekers. They find their way into the Pittsburgh Chinese Church. Yeah, because the location is convenience for them. It's it's walking distance. It's maybe a mile from campus. They can come. We have fellowship on Fridays, and we have worship schedule on Sundays. If they if they want to, you know, if they want to come to our church, it's very convenient for them. Wonderful, especially you know some some students they 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 came from mainland China, Singapore, Taiwan, Hong Kong. It's more like a home atmosphere for them. They they come, we speak the same language, sure, Mandarin, Cantonese, and we make them feel comfortable. I bet, and that's why they come. To the uh, to the uh, Chinese uh, Church in Oakland. So so talk to us. Can you talk to, for a second? I mean, so as I'm reading, like you, I'm curious about the world, and uh, you see what's happening in China. You see what's happening in Hong Kong. There is still deep persecution of people of faith, aren't there? That's why we are lucky to have freedom of to worship here, and we heard a lot. We prayed. A, we pray a lot for them. You know, people, church in China, and and. Protester, demonstrator in Hong Kong, they they are being pro, you know prosecuted by by Chinese government, and we try to pray you know we try to pray for them. We try to express our sympathy to them yes. as as a as a brother and sister in, in faith. Yeah, I mean it's it's really heartbreaking to see the authorities that you know they want to. Uh, to worship the president of China, uh, President Xi, as opposed to Jesus, and they're they're doing their best to sort of tear down churches. To you know, you come. In, I've seen the photos of the bulldozers coming in, and people just because they say I love Jesus and now are being put in jail. Yeah, that's how. That's how. That's why we need to let them know that we love, we, we love people. You know, personally, I I set aside all those political will, wills. I I I love people more than I love. Parties, yes. ideology, exactly. countries, right. you know, and but you still have to love people. Whoever, whoever in you know in in that in that country, they are going through something that we it's beyond our imagination. Can't imagine. Can't imagine that you know the just like you mentioned it, the bulldozer, they tear down churches for no reason. They don't need a reason. They just don't want to see the faith of. Christ spread out in China, in Hong Kong, or in other area in in the Asian. So dangerous. And so, uh, talk about for a second now about uh, your own family. I mean, your two boys, your wife, uh, your parents. Are they still alive? Um, my mom. Yeah, my mom still uh, lives in Hong Kong. Yes. My dad passed away like ten years ago. But the, your mom, you have to be thrilled that you came here to America. You made a life. Uh, you're free to worship as you choose now. And now, especially as a pastor, uh, it's a brand new chapter in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think my mom, my mom is so happy for me. Even though she didn't show, you know, her emotion, but I know that she's proud of me. 
and especially with my dad, you know, he's he's looking over me, you know, if I'm having good job, son. Yes, good well job done. indeed. <laughs> yes. Like uh, if people are interested in the Pittsburgh Chinese Church, uh, you're on the web. You've got a presence there. They can reach out to you. Yeah, yeah I think go to uh, go to PCCO.com, and then we have all those information. The uh, We start uh, the uh, Chinese congregation start worship time is 10 o'clock. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, and the uh, OIF, o- Auckland International Fellowship, they start at 11:30. So one, we, we alternate, yeah, because because we don't we don't have enough a big enough building to have two congregation worship at I the see. same time. That's why the Chinese size goes first, and then the English side. I see. So that's interesting. So there's one service that's in Chinese, another service in, in English. English. That's why you know people who doesn't speak. Chinese, they can still come to our church. You be know, part we have, of it. Yeah, to be part of it. That's fabulous. Well, Lake, congratulations. I mean, it's a major career shift for you to walk in, as you said. You, you, your boss thought you were uh, pulling her leg, broke her heart, but now you've started a brand new path following Jesus and teaching and preaching to help others follow along. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have a long way to go. You know, I'm still a rookie. You're doing great. I, I'm still a rookie pastor. You never know. Just like 25 years ago, yeah, I was a rookie, rookie photographer. But at the end, I won all the uh, all the uh, awards that I need. <laughs> and yeah. then God said, okay, that's it. Like, you know, now I'm aiming for another. I'm I'm still competitive inside i still i still want to win the award the most faithful servant award most favorite servant award <laughs> when you reach heaven <laughs> that will be bestowed upon you <laughs> like you. my pleasure thanks for being with us here today thank you so much john yes. for having me here thank you lake fong you can find him on twitter see his photographs as well we'll take a break be back in a few minutes stick around it's the ride home with john and kathy here on a wednesday afternoon statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amber and trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US and ULO 52 weeks 71490 by UPC MLVO. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. When I competed in gymnastics, I used to love to talk about my health, my energy, and my will to win gold. But today, I want to talk to you about something I used to keep private my menopause. Between my hot flashes and night sweats, and worse, my constant fatigue, I felt like a stranger in my own life. Nothing I tried could give me relief until I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. Amberin is not a drug and is 100% estrogen-free and clinically tested. Thanks to Amber now, my energy is back. And those days of fearing hot flashes and night sweats are gone. I feel like myself again. Amberin works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad. I got to a point where I needed some help. So I reached out and contacted. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges.
charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. As Christians, we're called to take the gospel to others, and medicine gives the opportunity to provide both physical and spiritual health. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. If you're a doctor, dentist, nurse, medical student, or other healthcare professional who's interested in using your skills to share the good news in this country or around the world, check us out at cmda.org Love me tender Love me sweet Never let me go You have made my life complete And That's Elvis Presley. Mike's playing uh, Elvis Presley bumper Love music today. Today would have been Elvis's 85th birthday, 85 years old. I think he died back in uh, 97 at the age of uh, 40. He died young, like 42 years of age. It's a, it's one of those American tragedy stories. Of course, we're uh, all deeply familiar with that. But I think probably Elvis was the the first in many ways, right? The, um, the rise to superstardom in the rock and roll era and then... Uh, all the uh, adulation, adulation, and all the excess that came with that, and all the drugs and whatnot, and then of course uh, just major self destruction. Passed away August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven, at forty two. Forty two years of age. Yeah, it's wow. I mean, <laughs> in Graceland. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Graceland? No. Oh, it's fabulous. Huh. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm I going to Graceland. Graceland. Um, yeah, I think today at Graceland there is a gigantic 85th birthday party, and uh, oh wow. Um, Lisa Marie, his daughter, she was in the news recently because she's under some sort of court order because her kids are not able to leave the state or whatnot. And I can't imagine what it is to grow up in that, you know, the Elvis Presley circle. It's, uh, again, excess over the top. Uh, hey, speaking of excess and over the top, uh, I saw today that uh, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan, uh, the Duchess of Sussex, they announced today that they would step back as senior members of the royal family and split their time between Britain and North America. The uh, decision was announced on the couple's Instagram page, and it was made after many months of, of reflection, they said, and internal discussions. They, um, 
They want to come live here. Now, of course, um, uh, Megan made her career as an actress here, and uh, who knows if she's going to go back into that uh, realm again. But uh, they're going to be uh, splitting their time between the castle and uh, probably Los Angeles. Such is the life of the rich and famous. Uh, they can have it, quite honestly, because Elvis or Prince uh, Harry and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, they are living lives which are deeply in the fishbowl, or they had lived lives. Take a break. Come back. Hey, don't miss the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to a newer surgeon. He's got an incredible story to tell. I've seen the end of you. That's next. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Iran struck back at the United States for killing a top Revolutionary Guard commander, calling it revenge for the killing of General Qasim Soleimani. Iran fired ballistic missiles at two military bases housing American troops, but President Trump says there were no casualties. The Iranian military disputing any suggestion that the Ukrainian airliner that crashed on the outskirts of Tehran was brought down by a missile. All 176 people aboard the plane were killed. Thunderstorms and showers have brought some relief for firefighters battling deadly wildfires across Australia's drought-parched East Coast area, but also raised concerns that lightning will spark more fires before the dangerous hot weather returns. Stocks finishing higher today, the Dow gained 161 points, the Nasdaq ahead 60, and that was for a record close. This is SRN News. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If you're like most people, then saving money in 2020 is on your New Year's resolution list. At Cash Call Mortgage, that's one resolution we can help you achieve. Right now, we're offering an incredibly low 2.875%, 3.076% APR, 15-year fixed loan. So if you have a mortgage interest rate of 2.99% or greater, call us and see how much you can save on your current mortgage payment. We can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. At Cash Call Mortgage, our New Year's resolution is to help folks save money and have a happier financial new year. For a free quote to see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com. Or call us at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app. 
the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. One Place lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free One Place app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for One Place. That's One Place. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Tonight, clear and moonlit with a low 16. Tomorrow, milder with increasing clouds and a high 43. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a low 37. Friday, cloudy with the temperature approaching the record of 60 set 1924. A touch of rain in the afternoon with a high 56. Saturday, cloudy with the temperature approaching the record of 68 set 1890 with a high 66. With your Accurate Forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmon. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along to the Wednesday edition. The sun sets on this day. It's been a weird day weather-wise, hasn't it? Holy smokes, you hear that wind. Uh, speaking of a weird day, this has been a great day, quite honestly. Uh, uh, there was a lot of consternation across the world um, I'm sure you know the story about uh, what happened as uh, the United States uh, stepped forward and with a drone strike killed one of the uh, most notorious uh, um, evil men in the world. I don't think that's any sort of uh, um, exaggeration. And, of course, President Trump took a lot of heat for it, and um, uh, there was a lot of uh, worry that uh, Iran would... uh, come back and uh, do some great harm, that we would be on the precipice of World War III. I think that's been sort of the narrative these last several days. And, of course, there was a return strike over the evening. Uh, The wonderful news is that no American service people were killed in that strike. It was just collateral damage. And then the president came out uh, late this morning at a a conference at the White House and said, okay, uh, enough's enough. It looks as though... They've gone toe-to-toe here, and I I believe, I think cooler heads are now going to prevail here, that um, President Trump made his point, and he took out somebody who was a detriment to world safety and security. He took out a bad guy. And despite a lot of deep, hard uh, criticism from, you know, you know what it is, right? There are many people who hate President Trump just for the sake that he is President Trump. But thank goodness. I mean, I I really uh, I'm encouraged by that strong, divisive action. And I believe the world is a safer place because of what he did. And I'm also grateful that the Iranians, uh, they realized the uh, the quagmire, the predicament that they were in as well. And they responded in kind. And it looks as though uh, they have uh, recognized, well, we we don't want to move forward here. And uh, who wants to go to war? I mean, holy smokes, who wants to murder each other? So, 
Prayers for Peace. I think we talked about this all week, last week. Prayers for Peace, and uh, uh, hopefully peace will prevail, and diplomatic channels will be opened up, and we'll move forward here and uh, let the world uh, be in peace. Prayers for Peace. So continue on with that journey. Hey, uh, oh, so we were talking... Uh, how about Lake Fong? If you missed the 4 o'clock hour, go back to our, our podcast at uh, wordfm.com, johnandkathyshow.com. What a great story. There, you know, you meet so many incredible people who are followers and believers of Jesus Christ. I mean, big brains and deeply creative, incredible people that are kind and generous and just have this spark of Christ in them. Uh, you, it's just unbelievable. I, I count it a blessing. So many people that uh, cross our paths that are just so fabulous. God is so good. You know, the change that takes place as you love Jesus in your own heart and how you reflect that. Not to say that every uh, second of every minute of every day is perfect. We're, you know, fallible. We're crazy people. And uh, we do fall into holes. But boy, the the arc of a person's life, Lake Fong, the uh, former photographer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he lived it, told it, tell it, and... Uh, just what a great story. Fabulous. So if you're so inclined, check out our podcast. Always when the show's over, uh, the, the ride home, uh, Mike puts it up. And so it's always on air. Uh, it's always on the web just a few minutes after the 6 o'clock hour as we leave the air. Okay. Um, what? Oh, today is uh, Elvis Presley's birthday. We talked about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all shook up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My hands are shaking and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own two feet. Who do you think of when you have such luck? I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elvis Presley, uh, 85 years old today. There's a gigantic celebration going on at Graceland right now, Elvis Presley's house. What a weird story. I mean, what a, you know, when you think about the likes of Chuck Berry and Little Richard, Fats Domino, Big Joe Turner, I mean, these were guys who plied their trade as, and, and there wasn't even a, a word for it, rock and roll, you know, uh, Little Richard, Chuck Berry. It wasn't until Elvis hit the scene and essentially, you know, took that, copied that, uh, took what was of the, the black culture and made it into a, a white thing that rock and roll really took uh, shape that really became something of what it was, of what it is, I guess, even in today's world. But uh, Sam Phillips, who was the uh, uh, the owner, the proprietor of Sun Records, uh, Elvis walked in, and I think Elvis, the story is, that he was just looking for some sort of confirmation as a young man. Elvis had just graduated from high school, went into Sam Phillips' Sun Records, and wanted to cut a record. And uh, the word was that he was shy and awkward. He was uh, hesitant in front of the microphone. But Sam Phillips saw something. Uh, Sam Phillips uh, famously remarked, you know, if I could just find a white guy who could mimic what it was to be uh, that black soul, I'd be a millionaire. And that's exactly what happened. It really is exactly what happened. And over um, a stretch, a long day, apparently, of a recording session, I think it was late in the night, when everybody was just like tired and Elvis still could not sort of get what Sam Phillips was looking for, they just started to riff. And out of Elvis came something that was unique and weird and wonderfully beautiful in some way. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. In a few short months, Elvis exploded on the scene from the Grand Old Opry where he got a polite but tepid response 
But then he started to get picked up by uh, radio shows, the Jimmy Dorsey radio show. Remember, Jimmy Dorsey was a, a big band leader. And something like this, that, that look, that style, that sound that Elvis Presley was, was so verboten, so fearful to a lot of people. It was certainly not um, the easy listening of Bing Crosby or Frank Sinatra. And it wasn't black, what they would call race music, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Fats Domino. It was something new. Can you imagine seeing that for the first time, how that would have shocked you, what that would have been like? In short order, Elvis was on the road. And in a few quick months, national uh, coverage, he was a multimillionaire before there even was such a thing. He was truly the first rock and roll icon. But then... You know how it is. Like, how about the Elvis movies? You have a favorite Elvis movie that you watched? I mean, there's so many of them are so bad. They really are. And you feel bad for Elvis in a way because, you know, uh, his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, I mean, he really, Colonel Parker sort of controlled Elvis's life to the nth degree. And Elvis was manipulated and uh, packaged, sold, all in the name of just making a buck. That creative thing that he was was sort of stripped away and taken apart and uh, shaped in some perverse manner. I don't know. It's one of those great American tragedy stories that uh, you couldn't make up, that it just happened like lightning in a bottle. So, Elvis, hope you're in heaven and uh, 85 years old today. We'll take a break, come back. We've got a great story to tell. Uh, Lee Warren is with us in just a few minutes. A neurosurgeon looks at faith, doubt, and the things that we think we know. He's got a brand new workout called I've Seen the End of You, what it is for a neurosurgeon a neurosurgeon to look inside your brain. Stay with us. WORD. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. You and I will never be able to become what God wants us to be until we relinquish total possession of our life to Him. The life that wins is the life that trusts the wisdom and the leadership and the control of that life to Jesus Christ. Hear the series, The Life That Wins, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Limu, when we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. Check it! Here's the good part! 
Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house tonight at 6.30 p.m. I'm Principal April Eisman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At JubileeCS.org. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Hey, welcome back. Today's Elvis Presley's birthday. Mike's playing Elvis Presley bumper music all day long. We're about to make a hard transition. We're moving from Elvis Presley to talk to a brain surgeon. Dr. Lee Warren is with us. Dr. Warren is a brain surgeon, an inventor, an Iraqi war veteran, a writer. His fabulous new work, which uh, just released yesterday, is called I've Seen the End of You, a neurosurgeon's look at faith, doubt, and the things we think to know. Dr. Warren, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you, John. My pleasure, uh, Dr. Warren. Um, I, I tell you, I, I read a lot. A lo- I read a lot for this job, but uh, I've seen the end of you is a uniquely fascinating story that I, I got to be honest, I never had any idea the machinations of what it is to be a neurosurgeon, to be a brain surgeon. But you tell the story so well. So kudos to you. Thank you. Uh, let's start, uh, Dr. Warren. Um, uh, as I'm reading, uh, I see that uh, you, you talk about uh, years ago, Dr. Jack Wilberger in Pittsburgh taught me epilepsy surgery. So is it true? Did you spend time here in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I did my training there at Allegheny General. Finished in 2001. Fabulous. Well, welcome back. Happy to have you here. Thanks. So, Thanks. We love Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's a great town. Uh, you're, you're far, far away from Pittsburgh now. Um, That's but, right. But the stories you tell, uh, in I've seen the end of you. Really, it just uh, it shook me up. I'm reading it over the last couple of days. Uh, tell us the story. Let's start because I think the first story, uh, the story of a, a guy named Nate, uh, whose birthday was the day that he had this seizure, and he was brought to your attention. Can you tell us that story? Right, that's Samuel. Yeah. So, um, patient named Samuel who came in after wrecking his car. Um, he had a seizure while driving and turned out to have a malignant brain tumor called glioblastoma. And this really is where the genesis of this book comes from, is that over the years I've come to learn that that tumor is basically 100% fatal and almost nobody survives even five years 
most people live about 12 months. Um, and so when I gained some experience with treating those patients, I would see their scan. Before I ever met them, I would say to myself, I've seen the end of you. I know what's going to happen to you. Hmm. And so I could sort of project out into the future everything that patient was going to encounter. And as a as a Christian, as a man of faith, I'm supposed to believe that God can heal and you know, we're supposed to pray and, and have faith, and yet here's a disease where when you pray about it, God always says no. Right. So that was a, a conundrum for me. So uh, it's fascinating to think that, I mean, a patient is wheeled into the operating room, and of course you've had years of training, learning, experience, and essentially, you know, you're opening up a person's skull, and uh, as you describe in this in, in the book, I've seen the end of you, you peel back the skull and you look at the brain and, and, and you, you say instead of the brain being pink, uh, healthy pink, you see the tumor, which is this ghastly gray. And you know right away that there is uh, that there is uh, a tumor there that essentially will spell quickly the end of a person's life. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, glioblastoma in particular is, is very ugly and most of the time very obvious in the brain. So. I was moved by you as a person of faith and and you as a man who would walk into a room after the surgery's over and after the patient, you know, goes through the recovery process and and you walk into a room and there is the the family, the wife, the patient, um, perhaps children and whatnot. And you essentially, and I'm sure you've done this, if not hundreds, if not, you know, hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, you look into a person's eyes and you deliver bad news to that person. Can you talk about that, about how do you prepare yourself to tell someone that their life is on a very short time? That's one of the hardest things about becoming a doctor, I think, is learning how to communicate with people in a um, compassionate way, but also to be honest with them. Um, now, unfortunately, neurosurgery has a lot of um, types of diseases and, and injuries that we treat that have really bad outcomes. And so I uh, have more practice than I wish that I had at having that. But I think learning as a human that when people are in their worst moments, what they really need is compassion and truth um, has helped me learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure as you interact with people, I mean, as you deliver the news and how it's received has to be all over the map, right? I mean, can you talk about that, about what separates people as they receive bad news? I'm sure some people are stoic. Other people go into deep mourning. What is that that separates right. people as they receive that bad news? Um, I, I, I like to believe that faith has something to do with it, but even even people with a deep faith often have their initial reaction is shock and you know, despair. And so I, I've sort of learned over the years that um, – it's how people, it's where people land at the end of the day, where they land with some hope or they land with hopelessness that really predicts how they're going to do over time. But this this type of tumor you've talked about, I mean, you said, you know, this uh, Samuel, he, I, I was moved by his story because he was like, hey, Doc, you know, you're, I'm going to be one of these guys who you're going to talk about down the road because, you know, at the end of 10 years, virtually no one who had this tumor survives 10 years. But this guy, Samuel, right. you know, his attitude was, I'm going to do this. I'm going to beat this. Um, is there something about people of faith? I mean, I, or, or is it... 
or does it matter? I mean, do, as you get to know patients, do Christians have a better attitude about what's about to come upon them, about the certainty of, of death within a matter of years? Well, I think they have more hope in general, but I, I, certainly people with, without a, a religious faith can still find themselves with hope. And I think what separates the quality of life, whatever you're going through, is your um, willingness to hold on to hope for something. And what I've what I've seen over the years is those people, even the ones that don't have a faith in God like I do, if they can find um, some reason to fight, they have a better outcome, even if they don't ultimately survive. Mm-hmm. You know, people that keep their spirits up, they their families do better, their marriages do better, they spend less time in the hospital, they, they have uh, just a better quality of life, even if the length of life isn't longer. Right. But I think the people that combine that with a hope for the future, an eternal future, I think they come to a place where they can still find joy in their life, even as they're dying, like the, the character Joey in the book. That he found joy there, right? Um, I mean, how do you find joy in that? I mean, and I, I think, you know, as I'm reading, you know, all the different people that you interact with, in many ways, I just, and I would want this to be me. I, and I want people to just tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. I mean, how much time do I have? Um, people want to know that. And, but ultimately, right. is it hard for you to deliver the truth? It is hard. Um but what what helps me is is I came to this place is really why I wrote the book. I, I, if I can't doctor somebody to be well from their physical disease, then I need a way to doctor them so that their heart is better, so that their their mind is better, so that they have something to help the rest of their life be as good as it can be. And that's where I learned to try to deliver faith, mm-hmm. deliver something that they can tie into that lasts longer than the days that we have on this earth. In all the years that you've been a doctor, I'm sure this has happened to you, where you deliver the bad news and then you uh, chart a course of action for that person. Well, let's do chemotherapy. Let's do this. Let's. Do that. Uh, people have said to you, doctor, I, I don't want to do anything. I, uh, you can stitch me back up and send me home. I'm just going to die. I have seen that. Um, I've seen that a lot where some people, given the experiences that they've had or they've seen other people go through chemo and be sick from it, they they would rather just choose not to fight. Yeah. And ultimately that's, I mean, I, I understand that. I, you would think that's a, a prudent thing to do in some ways. Uh, but at the same time to, to leave this earth without all that joy that may await you, oh, all that unfinished business, it's a very difficult right. decision. Uh, yep. Dr. Lee Warren is with us. We're talking about uh, I've Seen the End of You, a neurosurgeon's look at faith, doubt, and the things uh, that we know. Uh, Dr. Warren, um, you yourself, um, as a neurosurgeon, as a doctor, as a man, um, have suffered your own tragedies as well. Uh, In an earlier book, um, No Place to Hide, you talk about your son, Mitch, who uh, passed away uh, super early at the age of 19. Uh, Could you tell that story to our listeners? You know, well, in 2013, we lost our son, Mitch, in a, a really traumatic way. And, um, you know, we didn't have uh, an illness or something that we saw coming to be able to prepare for it. He was, he just was killed in a, in a really traumatic, violent way, and in, in a way really that we don't understand. And, and the police haven't ever been able to give us an answer to. So 
we, as a, as a physician who was trying to help other people deal with grief and pain, I and my family had to then go through that ourselves. And I think at the end of the day, that's um, really what has defined uh, the rest of our life, that learning how to walk through suffering and still try to find a way to hope has defined um, us in the years since. Yeah, that's really interesting. So in some ways, Mitch and his death and uh, the loose ends, I guess, that were around that death that continue in your life, in your family's life, your wife and your children's lives, your your survivor's life continue to this day. So I, I wonder about that. I mean, you know, in contrast to people who have these inoperable brain tumors or tumors that will essentially lead to a death sentence, whether it's in, you know, 12 months or, or a, a few years, you're praying to God for for something that, you know, especially in this brain tumor sense, that God is not going to say yes to. I mean, uh, you can pray right. to, you know, God's not going to bring Mitch back or God's not going to heal someone with this this brain tumor. It, he, he, it's just proven. to a, It's a fact. And you know this better than anybody. You see that tumor and God is not going to heal that. How, how do you as a believer and especially as a surgeon, how do you how do you wrap your mind around that? Well, that's one of the things I learned from the chaplain, um, the pastor and chaplain that I became friends with, you know, when I was asking him basically, why even pray when we know what the answer is already going to be? Yeah, yeah. And he said, well, prayer's not about the outcome. Prayer's not about bending God's will to you. It's about bending your will to his, about helping you see his plan and his purpose in it. And and so learning um, as part of the maturation process as a Christian, I think, is learning to understand that God's ways are unknowable and and that he will help your heart uh, align with his if you can give up that con- that need for control uh, to him mm, that need for control yeah okay so so that's kind of like the story of um of Rupert Rupert's in the book and 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 this is a guy who you talk how you talk about that he was essentially you know the idea of writing the story of his life every day that you know how do you want how do you want to live your life and i I think it's a wonderful perspective right where everybody you know if you're a believer you wake up in the morning and you go lord use me uh however you choose to use me and so there's a guy who who taught you something as well that's right rupert's story is remarkable because he he basically for the first time made me see that our life is, is a story that we're telling to our future generations and basically learned from Rupert that do you want your life to be told as a, a bunch of stuff that happened to you or do you want it to be told as how you responded and grew and changed as a result of those things that happened to you? Mm-hmm. And so if you see it in that light, then everything that happens can become part of your redemption and part of the story of how you overcame and grew and changed and learned and that's what I want my kids to think about me. Yeah, to tell that story in a positive way and to see that. I mean, Dr. Warren, do you, do you ever get tired of looking inside someone's brain? I mean, what a view that must be. I mean, to see the glory of God's creation, because the brain still, right, is this huge mystery. I mean, medical science That's doesn't right. understand the, the machinations of what goes on. That's right, and it's been a beautiful thing over the course of my career, almost 20 years now, Every time we improve our technology, that allows us to look deeper into the human body and particularly into the pinnacle, the nervous system, 
it's more complex than we thought it was. Like there's no no level we get to where we say, oh, that's it. Now I understand it. Yeah. It's like every, every door we look, we get to walk through, it gets more complex and more intricate and more beautiful. And as David said, more fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made. Well, that's wonderful. It's fabulous. Well, Dr. Warren, hey, I'm a fan. Um, before you leave us, I, I know you do a podcast. Please direct our listeners to yeah. that. So my website is my name, WLeeWarrenMD.com. And my podcast, the Dr. Lee Warren podcast, is everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. So encourage people to connect. We have a, a letter I write every week that's in every state and 35 or 40 countries around the world. And love to communicate with people that way. Fabulous. Well, uh, it caught me a fan. I really do love it. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, John. God bless you. Thanks. God bless you, you as well. Uh, Dr. Lee Warren, it's a brand new work. I'm telling you, like I said, I, I read a lot of different things, and this is just a fascinating piece. I've seen the end of you, a neurosurgeon's look at faith, doubt, and the things we think we know. W. Lee Warren, MD. Take a break. Be back. Uh, stick around. We're going to continue on this uh, medical journey during the uh, last half hour of the world. Right home. next event. Instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast, with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Coast to Coast Career Fairs is coming to Pittsburgh. Looking for a better career? Re-entering the workforce or just starting your career? Come meet the area's top employers. This free job fair will be held Tuesday, January 14th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Prepare for success. Wear proper business attire, bring at least 20 copies of your resume, and arrive with a positive attitude. See you there Tuesday, January 14th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. For more, visit coasttocoastcareerfairs.com. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomefloorингpgh.com. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a 
seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight, clear and moonlit with a low 16. Tomorrow, milder with increasing clouds and a high 43. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a low 37. Friday, cloudy with the temperature approaching the record of 60 set 1924. A touch of rain in the afternoon with a high 56. Saturday, cloudy with a temperature approaching the record of 68 set in 1890 with a high 66. With your Accurate Forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready and I go, can't go, but don't you... Oh, happy birthday to Elvis. 85 years old today. I mean, it's amazing. He's been gone since 1977. Hey, so we just talked to a, a brain surgeon just by uh, coincidence... This is kind of like the Word FM Medical Hour. We're going to uh, talk in a few minutes with a, a doctor who has spent her career in the uh, emergency room. Uh, Katie Butler is a trauma and critical care surgeon. She's going to join us in just a few minutes about the hospital is not heaven. So stick around for that. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Step on my blue suede shoes. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI, U.S. and ULO, 52 weeks, 71419 by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. All my life, I've had energy. Energy to win gold and raise my daughters. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. Then I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. In fact, in a clinical trial, after 90 days of using Amberin, 91% of women had reduced hot flashes, 87% had better sleep, 77% had more energy. Amberin is estrogen-free. I like the fact that Amberin is not a drug and that it's clinically tested, safe, and effective. Now, thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My night sweats are less and my energy's back. Amberin works. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. With Salem Surround, I can really tie it back to I'm helping people. As a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround, you'll have the tools to provide media solutions that surround your client's target audience. This is a very rewarding career. Whenever you can show actual proof and say, hey, look, this is what we 
were able to do for you this month to be able to show that you realize that I'm helping people and I'm making a difference. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, an equal opportunity employer. Join the Pittsburgh team at salemsurround.com slash careers. Recently, I had the opportunity, after a long time of walking into a hospital, it had been a long, long time since I've been inside of a hospital, and um, I found my way, uh, slowly making my way through the halls and the corridors into the intensive care unit, which really was a shock. Um, a friend of mine, uh, someone in, in my friend's family is, is very, very ill, obviously, to be in the intensive care unit. And after putting on a face mask and rubber gloves and um, a, a sort of like a rubber robe, a plastic robe, we were let in to see the patient, the, the poor patient. I think there are a few things that are equally more heinous in some way and also at the same time more holy than to see someone lying in a bed and attached to tubes and monitors uh, on the cusp of life. And so when our friend Katie Butler wrote this piece called The Hospital is Not Heaven, Discerning Secular Thought in Medicine at the Gospel Coalition, I thought, I I need to talk to Katie. Uh, Dr. Butler is a trauma and critical care surgeon who recently left clinical practice to homeschool the children. She teaches at Harvard Medical School. Her blog is Oceans Rise, Musings on Faith, Medicine, and Motherhood. Dr. Butler, welcome back. How are you today? Hi, John. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. You got me in tears at the moment. Well, Katie, you of all people, as a trauma surgeon, know the intensive care unit very, very well. Yeah, yeah. It it is a place where, by the grace of God, we have tools to do wonderful things for people, um, to restore people to health, bring them back to their families, but is also an environment of tremendous heartbreak and it's one that is terrifying and can be very isolating mm-hmm. um, at the end of life so I just empathize very deeply with what you just described and what you experienced Thank and you. what your loved one is experiencing so Katie talk about you know because you start this article and you tell this heartbreaking story uh, about a young mm-hmm. woman who comes into the hospital um, she's suffering an acute illness. She's also 23 weeks pregnant, and there her family's with her. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, so, you know, medicine really is a gift from the Lord. It is. It has tremendous parallels in terms of our need to love one another as he loved us. Um, But I think it's important to realize, and this is something that leaves people stranded when they're dealing with illness, that it's not a Christian institution. And it really came to light for me um, during one time in my practice when I was in the ICU. And there was, a, as you said, a young woman who came in, and she was dealing with an acute illness but was also 23 weeks pregnant, and she expressed that she wanted an abortion. And her family filed in, sobbing, pleading with her when they found out this is what she'd requested, saying, please, can we adopt the baby from you? We can figure out something. And it was just this outpouring of grief and love and tenderness. And it just was in very sharp contrast to the response of her care team. And they were all very competent physicians. They took good care of their patients. But 
the emphasis in the notes from her care team was on the fact that she requested an abortion. There was very little discussion with her about why and what she could be dealing with, where she would find that this is the only option. And the notes read like a sickly countdown, because in the state where I was practicing, abortions are legal up to 23 weeks and six days. And once the baby reached 24 weeks gestation, they wouldn't be able to perform an abortion. So there was this urgency in the notes for her to recover from her illness so that they could perform the abortion. Right. Um, so as you say, there's sort of, there's like this magic, there's this magic time frame, right? There's, right. there's not personhood. And then at this, this self-appointed time frame, which was, I don't know where that comes from. I'm sure you could speak to that. That person, that baby automatically becomes a viable person. Right. Arbitrary between, you know, the only value before 24 weeks would be if the child is wanted. And that's what determines personhood. And then magically at 24 weeks, yes, this is actually a human being. And so we're not allowed to abort. You know, and it just brings into relief that even though my life and death and illness are so deeply spiritual, uh, medicine itself is just not a Christian institution. And it can really leave people bereft when they're dealing with illness that there's no spiritual support. That's interesting because, you know, you would think when you look at you know, even here in the city of Pittsburgh, there's many hospitals that essentially have Christian names, and they, they sort of have gone hand-in-hand mm-hmm. hand in America for, for millennial. Yeah, yeah, and there there have been um, Christian organizations because healing and medicine go hand-in-hand. Hand. But I think it's just important to remember that bioethics, so the, the principles that guide medicine that we all um, adhere to, they are an excellent way to protect people, and they're in sharp contrast to the situation that we had in the 1960s with the Tuskegee experiments that came to light. You know, it's the foundation of modern bioethical principles was in response to that travesty. Right. So for for our audience who is uninformed about that, talk about Tuskegee. Yeah, so Tuskegee was a 40-years-long horror where... uh, the U.S. Public Health Service funded syphilis research on poor African Americans without their consent. And human guinea pigs. Yes, yeah, human guinea pigs who then were infected with syphilis. Um, it was horrific. And so when this came to light, noting that it was public funding and then the whole travesty of it, it spurred a movement to define modern ethical medical practice to really have guidelines. So that was a very, very good thing. Yeah. Uh, to try to get away from this rank paternalism. Right. Uh, but, and and yes. so we've, we've gone very far, and anything that's been virtuous in, in medicine since then has been from the principles of modern bioethics that we have, which is justice and first do no harm and beneficence and then respect for autonomy. But the, the trouble is that those principles, especially the issue of autonomy, were derived from the Enlightenment. Um, and so... They were based on this idea of common morality, so nothing to do with Christian ethics, but saying that um, these principles are those that are um, assumed to be true by societal consensus. And when that's the case, uh, they're bound to change over time. Sure. Because if you're basing something on societal consensus rather than a firm grounding in the truth of Scripture, it'll bend to the winds of change. Right. And respect for autonomy is has really superseded the other principles 
as of primary importance in medicine, which in many ways is a good thing because it means, you know, Christians, we know that our dignity comes from the Lord. We all have inherent dignity because we're God's image bearers, right? There are parallels there. However, the key difference is that we know that, to quote the Westminster Catechism, our chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever, right? There's a focus on Him in our free will. Versus in medicine, the person's right to self-determination is paramount. So this then creates these conflicts where you have a, a woman who says, I wish to have an abortion, and her right to say that supersedes her child's right to live. Right. And, or and, now, yeah, go ahead. And is that what happened? Did the story end that way with the woman having an abortion? Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. She did. You know, and, and with um, physician suicide, too, it's the same issue. It's the same idea that the, the, the individual's right to choose his or her path uh, is the ultimate paramount goal. Because we know and, best. Man knows best. Right, right, exactly. And so this, the, the, you can see it. You can see things changing with these ideas of, you know, even the terminology. I found that in medicine, when we're trying to excuse something that's important, we change the terms. You know, so in abortion, um, before a baby is viable, we say it's a fetus or a zygote. You know, mm-hmm. you change it to these very sterile terms. And it's the same thing with physician-assisted suicide. There's, you know, it's being advocated to be called medical aid in dying. Really? That softened, softened, like, yeah, that's actually, and there are camp, huge campaigns for it, saying that, you know, you shouldn't call it suicide because that demonizes the practice and um, is a, you know, it worsens the stigma for people who are seeking this. And um, it just, the, the winds are, are shifting in favor of popular culture, but that's to be expected because it's at part, even though it's a blessing, it's just not a Christian institution. So what happens then when, when there are people like you, and I'm sure that there are many wonderful mm-hmm. doctors, men and women who have given incredible expense and time and effort to, to, to be a healer, but then they're put into a position, whether it's they're into, they've got to perform a, an abortion on a, a viable, healthy baby, or they want some, someone wants to kill themselves, and there's a doctor on the front lines. I mean, there, there's an ethical dilemma there that you've got to face, I'm sure, often, if not on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, you can defer to and have them get a, uh, another physician's opinion, say, I don't feel comfortable performing this. But I will say that the environment in terms of training is increasingly hostile to that approach. Um, I can recall even in medical school, there was no option for me not to say I don't, I, I couldn't decline from observing abortions. Um, I had to go into the clinic and watch them being performed. And this was before I was, I really came to Christ, you know, but I hear frequently from medical students who are in moral distress over that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and no physician who has a moral objection to that would ever go into that field. Right. Uh, I think people are, are cognizant of this, you know, but it's, it's a very, very good question, John, um, because I think that the training is becoming increasingly uh, hostile to the idea that you can say, I'm not going to perform a given service or participate in this kind of training about these practices. 
that's becoming increasingly frowned upon. I see. In your article, I should say, we're talking with Dr. Katie Butler. She's a trauma critical care surgeon. Uh, she teaches also at Harvard Medical School. Her blog is Oceans Rise, Musings on Faith, Medicine, and Motherhood. Dr. Butler, you, you talk in, in your piece, The Hospital is Not Heaven, about uh, Michael and Tracy Belboni and uh, their book, Hostility mm-hmm. to Hospitality. Tell us about that, please. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent book that I would highly recommend. It's very academic. It's not a light read. <laughs> uh, but um, the two are a husband and wife team. He is a theologian. She is a radiation oncologist. And they've actually performed outcomes research looking at the importance of spirituality in recovery or dealing with uh, terminal illness, and also looked at the responses of physicians and the degree of support. And there are huge discrepancies between how frequently patients, even those who were not, didn't declare themselves as religious before illness, how frequently patients will seek out um, a spiritual understanding and spiritual support in the setting of a terminal illness, and how infrequently physicians and other providers respond to that. Um, There is a real divide between spirituality and medicine that leaves people adrift. It's an excellent book. It's called Hostility to Hospitality, and I highly recommend it. But the one phrase that really sticks with me, it's on the very first page of the book, they make the declaration, American medicine is spiritually sick. Hmm. And for you, now there's you, a person of faith, and working in really in a trauma setting. What's that like for you? Have you ever been asked on the front lines as people come in with auto accidents and gunshot wounds and deeply horrific injuries? Mm-hmm. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever cried out to you and said, help me, pray for me? Well, how does that leave you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, my my experience more has been in the intensive care unit with helping loved ones trying to make just some impossible and heart-wrenching decisions and wondering what is right. You know, And that really was the impetus for me even writing the book that's coming out in April because I was part of so many conversations where people were wondering what to do and not knowing because medicine is so complicated and so complex and foreign to the layperson, wondering what in a given situation was permissible. How do I interpret this? I see. Um, and there's and the chap. I would just say that for anyone in any kind of situation to make liberal use of the chaplaincy, uh, the chaplains are the people on the front lines who are the most familiar with these issues and how medicine and Christianity intersect. Um, and I would say too, even if you have anyone within your church community who is a physician, because so much of it is just understanding the terminology and trying to decode what it all means, which is really hard even for a community pastor to do. I see. And they've they've done studies recently saying that a lot of community pastors don't feel comfortable untangling a lot of this because they don't know how to apply biblical principles to what they're seeing at the bedside. <laughs> um, so if the chaplains, I would say, speak to them as much as you can. That's why they're there. And I would also just recommend if there's anyone within your church whom, in whom you trust, who you know is... Um, has a good, strong basis in Scripture, but also has a medical background who can try to help guide you, I think that's incredibly helpful. Outstanding. That's excellent advice. Dr. Butler, as you leave us, uh, so you made reference to a new book coming out in April, your first book. What's the title? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Between Life and Death, A Gospel-Centered Guide to End-of-Life Medical Care. 
Fabulous. Well, we look forward to that coming our way and uh, hopefully more conversations as this year rolls on. Thanks so much. It's, it's always a pleasure, Katie. Thank you. Blessings to you, John. Thank you. Dr. Kathy, Katie Butler, she's a trauma critical care surgeon, teaches at Harvard Medical School. The forthcoming book, her blog is Oceans Rise, Musings on Faith, Medicine, Motherhood. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. When the original mattress factory opened nearly 30 years ago, there was no one like us in the industry. Our factory direct model and friendly, courteous sales approach enable us to build quality mattresses and box springs and offer them at prices that were hundreds less than the mainstream brands. This is Greg Trzinski, and we're proud to say that nearly three decades later, there is still no one like us. Where else can you find a locally hand-built product for hundreds less than any of the mainstream brands? Only at the Original Mattress Factory. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house Thursday, January 16th at 9.30 a.m. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At JubileeCS.org. Every cup of Circle K coffee is ground in the moment. So, whether you're craving coffee now or now, you'll get the freshest cup in the world at Circle K. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. We've been playing uh, Elvis Presley bumpers throughout the day. It's Elvis's birthday. 85. Had he survived? Been gone since 1977. Just crazy. How many people? I mean, the majority of people are probably alive today. Never, you know, knew Elvis as alive. You know, I guess you count yourself old if you remember Elvis as you know just who he was. Hey, um, I want to say this before I leave the air today. Um, you know, I talked about this early on in the week, but uh, Kathy, uh, uh, Kathy Emmons, my sweet and kind and deeply intelligent co-host her, her mom passed away and uh kath's been gone at the she's been gone all week long because of course she's just blown out of the water so tomorrow is uh nancy's her name is nancy bletchard nancy bletchard's she was 86 and uh tomorrow's nancy's funeral 
So we're going to run a best of show because uh, I want to attend the funeral and I want to be with Kath and I want to be with all of Kathy's family. So if you think about Kathy and uh, her family, uh, put her in your prayers, will you please? Because she, you know what it is. When your mother passes away, my mother's been gone for 16 years. It's one of those wounds, of course, that none of us ever get over. And Kath is fresh in her grief. So prayers for Kathy Emmons uh, for the passing of her mother, Nancy Bletchars. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.